0: We started out by crawling out from under the thumb of the man. The lovers of God, we're dad, but just trying to feed our fam Go so sit right there and grab a bear, you know just what to do. Throw it back, get hammered. Hey guys, and welcome to the first episode of Dudes and Brews. I know this is much anticipated. Everybody's kind of been waiting on it here. So this is the first inaugural episode of Dudes and Brews. I am one of your hosts, Joe Gregory. I'm here with my brother from another mother, the one and only Chef Lorencio, Larry Morgan.
1: Hey, Chef Lorenzo. So um, I guess let's go ahead and get started, dude. So since the show is Dudes and Brews, it only makes sense that we start out with our brews, right?
0: That sounds like a great idea to me. So today we've actually got the 903 Reserve Double Chocolate Stout. So 903 actually has a has a a line of reserves. This just happens to be one of theirs. It's a play on their Sasquatch.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Sasquatch uh, in a reserve, which means that it was just like put in one of like a whiskey barrel to age for a lot longer and it's Oak aged, which I don't know if that's because it was like an Oak barrel or they put Oak in there. I don't know, but it's aged. So
0: yeah, I want to say it's an Oak (laughs) barrel. I don't know there. It's got the Oak aged stamp on it. So I know what you mean there, Mm -hmm. but if the packaging on this one is actually pretty sweet, it's pretty unique. Um, Whenever you buy it, you buy it in two cans in a box. They kind of like stack on top of one another, It's got their mascot Sasquatch looking dapper as all get out, wearing the tuxedo with the top hat. It's really, really cool packaging. Um, If you haven't seen it, you need to check it out. They've got a lot of good beers, but this is one that we haven't actually tried yet. So we're gonna go ahead and check this one out.
1: All right, let's do it.
0: Ooh, it's potent. (laughs) Coming in at thirteen percent
1: hmm
0: it's got that uh mm. i mean the chocolate punches you right in the face there from the beginning i do like that you get a little bit of the cherries there this is actually a really good beer i don't mind it at all
1: i don't mind it either i've actually wanted to try one of these barrel aged for a long time so this is a good one to try the cherry really does complement the because the stout like the sasquatch is normally already a chocolate stout Uh, So this tastes extra chocolatey, but you can taste that cherry too.
0: Right. You get a little bit of that that cherry punch with it. See, now this one here, it's a little bit more chocolate forward, in my opinion, compared to their normal Sasquatch. So maybe that's where that double chocolate comes into play. But nah, man, this one's good. So if I take a look here, um, the Untapped does a rating of 1 to 5, and they have it ranked at a 4.03. Nice. So if you're ranking it one to five, what are you giving it today?
1: Uh, I'm going to give it – so in, on a range of like stouts, I'm going to give it a four. Uh, but when it comes to like all of 903's brews, uh, probably a lower one, like maybe right in the middle, two and a half. But, but you know, if I'm running that app, I'm sure that I'm just going to rank it based on stouts, and I'll go with a solid four.
0: Just on a beer itself, and, you know, honestly, I'm – I'm right there with you, right around a three and a half to a four. So yeah, I'll give it a four. Dudes and brews, give this officially a four. So yeah, no, this one's actually really Ooh. good. I like this one.
1: Yeah, we need to get some sound effects so we can be like doo, 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 doo. <laughs> whenever we when we score things. So let me ask you something, dude. What do you think? Yeah, that that's more like it. So what do you think is up with the Dapper outfit? He almost looks like a pilgrim, but what does that have to do with chocolates and cherries? I don't get that. So
0: I think it has to do more with the reserve. So if you recall, um 903 did a bottle club at the beginning of this year and their reserves were part of that bottle club. They did bottle some of their barrel aged right. stuff, but then they canned some of it, which I think it's a cool idea. Um but I think that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's supposed to be you're supposed to be a little bit more sophisticated because you're drinking something a little bit more high alcohol. You're not here to get hammered. You're here just to sip on something. You're here more for the flavor. You're a part of a club. It's an exclusive club. Right. Like, something like that. That's what it makes me think of when I see him in this
1: tuxedo. Right, man. Maybe for our podcast we need to wear some some dapper outfits ourselves. Put on a tuxedo. Because, you know, it's exclusive. Yeah, it's exclusive. So we need to get our tuxes out. All
0: right, man. I might go pull out the old uh tuxedo t shirts, so you know. So they, so that they also know that I'm here to party
1: right, right, you're not taking yourself too right serious. right,
0: oh, that's great, so um, we'll go ahead and move in here to today in history, so this one's this episode's actually gonna be coming out on wednesday the twenty second so I'll go ahead and start here, so born on april twenty second of nineteen seventy four was. Sharvash Sharvo Odagian. are you familiar with
1: <laughs> who this is I have no idea who no idea right and that kind of surprises <laughs> no. me
0: this is actually the basis for system of a down
1: oh shavo okay I've never actually heard anybody say his name but I know shava would you say his first name was shavarsh shavo I guess is what yeah, they call see. him <laughs> as, and last
0: name Odagian. I guess that's how you pronounce it Not quite sure, but he is the basis for System of a Down. So first thing uh, i got to ask you so you can let the listeners know, what's your opinion on System of a Down and their music?
1: Uh, I love System of a Down. Love their music. Uh, Funny enough, I actually just recently watched a documentary on, like, you know, like what went wrong with System of a Down. It was, like, the tragic story of them. And uh, Shavo, they talked about how he actually pulled the band together. He was, because they used to be a band called Soil, which was uh, Darren Malenkius and Serge Tankian. And then Shabo was almost like their manager. That's what it was. They hired him as a manager and he came up with the name System of a Down. He started pushing them forward and then he started playing bass with them as well. But I love the band.
0: Okay, so go ahead and let me know what the title of this documentary is. I mean, I need to check it out. I love these guys.
1: So, uh, so it's not a legit documentary. It's one of those YouTube ones. Okay. Uh, but I think it's called like the tragic story of System of a Down. The guy who does the documentaries on YouTube, he does it for like a lot of metal bands. Uh, like Corn. I saw a Corn one.
0: Okay. Uh, I think I know this guy. He's kind of a bald guy. And he does yeah. like, yeah, I've seen him do some stuff on like the tragic downfall of Christian metal. And then it just, yeah. So, right. okay. Uh, yeah, I'll have to look him up. I've seen his stuff before. So, yeah, no, he's actually pretty good. I, fr- I forget what his name is. I'll have to find it out so we can shout him out next time. But, yeah, no, I mean, I'll have yeah. to uh, check him out. I really like System of a Down myself. So I, this leads me into mm-hmm. what's your favorite album?
1: That's a hard one, man. Um, I kind of like, I'm kind of like a dark horse here because I like Still This Album, and that's probably one of their least famous albums.
0: Um, Lee's famous in regards of hit singles, but it is famous for a different mm-hmm. reason, is it not? I mean, there's a reason why the artwork is the way that it is. Didn't that didn't yeah. that come out like around the time of like Napster and whatnot?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the documentary uh, definitely told the story of it too. So go ahead, and uh, but basically it for, for those
0: that that aren't familiar with it,
1: right? So like a lot of their singles, uh, and really this wasn't even. Uh, I knew the album as it was an album that people started downloading a bunch of songs and then they just went ahead and released it uh, because everybody already had access to the songs. Uh, But actually the story behind it was there's a lot of the songs on there were songs that didn't make the cut for um, toxicity. So they were already written and they just kind of were in the vault. Uh, Somehow, I don't think it was like just had to do with Napster. I think it also had to do with like computer hackers back in the day. Somehow, somebody got a hold of the music, and then they did release it on Napster. So because all the songs were out there and everybody was already downloading them, everybody, I guess, was liking them, they went ahead and created an album. And uh, like you said, the, the cover of the album, from, my, from what I remember, it actually wasn't a cover at all. Like, they just didn't have the sleeve on the front of the CD. Instead you could see right through the clear front and then you could see the, the CD itself just said still this album like almost looks like it was written with a sharp. Looks
0: like something I would really burn cool. at home. <laughs> it exactly. CD it looked and like on a on burned them. CDR. Right, right.
1: And that was back in the day when we when people were burning CDRs, right? That's kind of like I don't it's funny saying kids, like we're older, but kids don't know about the days of the CDRs.
0: They, they don't. Or the D V D So like one of the one of the very popular um Uh, lingo's is like mixtape well that was before my time like i didn't do mixtapes because tapes were just right before me i didn't mix cds Mm -hmm. mix cds what i had in the car i had a binder full of just my own setup (laughs) so this looks like one that i would have done myself and called it something dumb just just because and that's what they ended up doing so i'm gonna be honest with you i'm gonna be that that super tool that says my favorite album is toxicity and it's not even for the singles which it did have some really good singles but i'm telling you from beginning to end that album that album just jams i mean it starts off with prison song yeah. shavo on the bass hitting it right there from the first note of prison song oh man mm-hmm. to the to ending with the slow melodies of aerials i mean i just i love that entire album and one of the things that i really enjoyed was that they included the song bounce in the movie Secret Life of Pets. <laughs> it's
1: funny you say that. I knew that's where you were going with it. I mean, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying. To me, dude, that that song is just not appropriate. For oh people, no, not at all. So. If you know, if you know the content <laughs> of
0: that song, it doesn't work out. But it hits real heavy at the beginning, so context is it works. But yeah, you, <laughs> the rest of that song, no, not appropriate at all. Not at all. But yeah, no, that's that's my favorite mm-hmm. album, and it's really like I said, from beginning to end, that album just every song just freaking hits every song hits. So with that being said, what's your favorite song by them?
1: Oh man, I don't really have a favorite song because there's so many good ones. I don't know. Like it's, I, it's hard to even say what's your favorite song on each CD. Uh, each album has several songs that I love and every song that I like. So I, I can't even, can't answer, even answer that.
0: Okay. Well, I'll answer, <laughs> I can't it. Even answer it and I got to go to their self-titled album. And go. My favorite song is "Sugar." Yeah. I just love the way it starts yeah. off and just hits real hard, like just the the heavy riffs, the the heavy bass, and just him just screaming. Like you get Surge just screaming at the beginning, and then you get Darian or Darian, I think is what his name is, comes in with with a high pitched voice. Yeah, it's great.
1: Yeah, man. I'm I'm like looking through all their songs and every song is great and i just i even like on like the hypnotized mesmerized albums i love their hard songs i like their soft ones i love things like uh like their intros and their out i love concept albums and all of their albums almost are concept albums hypnotized and mesmerized were definitely concept albums uh but they all have like general themes that they go along with so yeah, it's I can't even pick one, man. I love so many. Oh
0: man. All right. Yeah, for for me, uh the hypnotize mesmerize like because those came out very they didn't come out in like a two disc set, but they came out in in the same year, didn't they?
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were intended because if you remember when you buy the albums, the sleeves fit together. So it does make one album together whenever you slide them together and then it it looks just like a two disc album, so it's like really cool. Hey, it's
0: a two disc album, but let's make it two separate releases so we can make more money. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. I'm not hating on them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, back in the day, man, those two disc albums were just as expensive. Anyways, they would be like thirty five, forty bucks. So, right. Right. Uh, I'm sure. I, I think it was just. Uh, I don't know. I mean, back then you
0: you get radio play and things like that to help market it. So I mean, I can imagine it's it had to do with marketing. But yeah, no, I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of Hypnotize, and I think it's because I just I it may not have come on the radio quite as much. I mean, just to be honest with you, um, because, because I didn't buy yeah. it. But like, Mesmerize had a couple of good songs on it, and I understand what you're meaning about the kind of themes they have throughout the songs because you go with radio video and violent pornography they have very similar themes so yeah i mean i totally Mm -hmm. understand what you're saying there right now have you you ever had a chance to actually see these guys live
1: Uh, no i don't know why i had to think about that i used to be such a big fan that i wanted to see them live so bad oh i know why i thought about it because i have seen search tanky in live when he did his solo album okay uh his first one uh, I, I saw him live for that one and it was great, but it still missed like the rest of the band that, uh, you know, they did, they split and Scars on Broadway made an album, maybe two, and then Surge Tankian made a solo album. And it's almost like they just split up the sounds of System of a Down. You put the two out, the two bands together and it's System of a Down, but it's crazy how they did that. So it was good, but it was just, it wasn't like that rock sound. It was more piano. It was more of Surge's like singing and vocals that he does. And okay, it was good though. Yeah, I, I enjoyed did,
0: it. Did um did they do any System of a Down covers?
1: I don't even remember honestly. It was so long. Okay, I don't think they did though. Otherwise, it would have stood out. Right,
0: me. because I mean, you have to have that other voice that Darren puts in there in order for it to have that system of a feel. so i was just curious to know how it sounds because i know we went and saw um prophets of rage and they did a bunch of rage Mm -hmm. machine covers right but it was just it was a little bit different but you still got that still kind of like rappy vibe that um zach puts out so it really wasn't that bad Mm -hmm. but it's it's hard to imitate darren's voice whenever he gets that little high pitch whatever going so
1: i was just curious to see how
0: that kind of played out (laughs) It sounds like they may not have. So this is one nope. band. So I've been asked this in the past because I've been to a lot of concerts. Is there one band that you haven't seen that you'd like to see one day? Rage Against the Machine, the entire full band is one of them. System of a Down is another that I just I haven't seen. I'd love to yeah. see. From what I understood, they were supposed to go on tour this year. Obviously, the COVID-19 kind of screwed all that up. We can't go to concerts right now, which I'm over here jonesing from one, to be honest. I really want to go, hopefully – Things still stay booked in July, doubt it, but I'm trying to stay hopeful. Um, but yeah, this, this is one band that I would love to go see, even, even now, even older. I'd, it would get me back to when I was in high school, and that's what it reminds me of when I was in high school. Just get me back in that in that younger age. It's really nostalgic for me.
1: You know, because I've kind of outgrown this type of music, I feel like it would be like my my like pardoning of the music. Like I I go to the concert and be like, all right, now it's time to lay system of a down now, to rest.
0: That would be the best way to, to do it. So, I, I like that idea. <laughs> right, I like right. That. I'd Definitely
1: go. All yeah. right,
0: awesome. So, did you find a release or premiere for today?
1: So, I what's funny is at first I was looking at today's date, not okay. thinking of the twenty second uh and it, there was no real releases there's no movie releases there's no song releases i did see that charles manson was uh sentenced this day okay, in history on, on the 19th <laughs> okay yeah on the yeah back <laughs> in the 19th exactly well i say We're it's recording funny I say on back the 19th oh yeah uh, so no <laughs> yeah but uh okay no. Nothing well big then, happened. It's crazy. I think everything happens on like a Friday uh, for movies, and then like on a Wednesday for right music. Um,
0: I know when I used to work in retail, um, CDs would come out on Tuesdays, CDs and music, uh, and like video games. Tuesdays for some reason were really popular. Don't ask me why. Mm-hmm. But so I'll go ahead and tell you what I found. So on April twenty second, two thousand nineteen, they actually had the premiere of Avengers Endgame at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Um, wasn't the theatrical release is the release mm. where all the, you know, the red carpet release where all of the actors and everybody goes and watch the movie for the first time. So that actually happened on 4-22-19. Right. So have you seen Avengers Endgame?
1: I most certainly have. I've seen all the Avengers movies and uh, Endgame was so, the truth.
0: I haven't seen Love it, so movie. you're going to have to go ahead and give me your opinion on it. It's, it's been uh, it a year, so man. go ahead and do all ending. the spoilers you want. I mean, that's how it works, right? If you haven't seen <laughs> it in a year, that's on you.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, well, I think you could really kind of review the movie without giving spoilers. I mean, people died, of course, because the way the Marvel Cinematic Universe was laid out was brilliant. They They planned it so far ahead – that they had it in phases, and this phase was like I don't remember how many years it took to finalize this phase, but this was the end of the phase. So all these movies that they built on, uh, whether it's Iron Man, uh, you know, of course like the all the Avengers, but like Iron Man kind of was one of the first kickoff ones. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, they bring in all these stories, and then they kind of all came to a big final with Thanos. And you know, some people died. there was tears, there were uh, happy claps. There's a famous video online that you can watch of I guess you said the spoilers <laughs> are okay, so of uh, <laughs> Captain America, uh, whenever he gets Thor's hammer uh, because he was worthy the whole time. so whenever he like you know shows the hammer flying, and it's Captain America wielding it, and then there's a video online of like everybody in the audience like cheering and. It's just kind of like because it's an accumulation of all these emotions, and these characters that you really, you've really – you've bought into. And i bought into these characters for a while. I've invested emotions. I've invested time. And then it's good to see all that time paying off at the end. And it's good to say this story is kind of laid to rest, but parts of the story are going to continue on with the next phase. Yeah, because so this was the
0: end of what they are calling phase one, correct?
1: I don't. I couldn't remember if it was phase one or phase two, uh, but yeah, it was one of. It might be phase one, okay. but I. I don't know. Let me, so, let me look that up real quick. Well, because I that's mean, a I've good question.
0: honestly I've seen more than I realized. One day I remember when this came out. This was supposed to be. I I believe it is the end of the first phase, and.
1: It's actually in the Phase three. Oh, oh this is in the phase three.: I Oh was the first one.: Well
0: then I, I remember g- yeah. going through it, and just realizing that, man, I've seen more of these than I've and, than I realized. I'm not a huge fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. There's nothing crazy. wrong with it, by any means. It just't doesn't, It doesn't keep me wanting more personally. Um, but I mean, I've seen a, a lot of them, and crazy. I get where you're coming from, because if you've followed the entire saga, you get invested in these characters. You do. And from what I understand happens in Endgame, it brings some closure, but it also pulls out those Mm -hmm. emotions, which honestly, that's what I enjoy in most films is tugging at my heartstrings, be it sadness or happiness, whatever, scared, anticipation, whatever kind of emotion that they can pull out of me in that film, that's what makes it better. And I understood that Endgame does that tenfold.
1: Yep. And the Marvel fans are the hardest ones to surprise because people have read the comics. They know all the story arches. So even though the movies pull from different arches and even though they they write their own kind of universe and they people are really good at at looking at trailers and pinpointing things and spoiling what's going to happen. Uh, But Marvel has the cinematic and really Disney, but the movie studios has done an awesome job at making sure that people are surprised so much that they've even like photoshopped trailers and they've cut things to look like to, to lead people different directions. Uh so there were plenty of surprising moments, even for the most die hard fans or even for the fans that have watched all the YouTube videos online of all right. the
0: So like fans. it it's funny that that you bring that up because there was one in particular Spider-Man film where in the trailer I think Gwen Stacy, I think she was wearing like a a yellow jacket or something. And everybody was saying, Oh, well, she dies in this film because the only time that she wore a yellow jacket in the comics is when she dies. And I'm like, oh, man, you got the hardcores coming in extreme here. And that's one thing that, one, I've enjoyed. Right. <laughs> I've enjoyed listening to the hardcores kind of pick things apart. But you're absolutely right. This is one saga that I've seen that hasn't, that the, the hardcore fans have still enjoyed the films as well as the written art. Most times when I hear things that mm-hmm. are based on, like, books or comics, you hear a lot of people just pick the, the movies apart pick them apart so much that it makes me not even want to watch them. But it sounds like they switch things up enough to keep you kind of on your toes. Still, kind of the same story arc, but they change enough details to keep you on your toes and keep you wanting more, which is ironically what I said I haven't found. So it's weird.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Check it out, dude. Check it out. I'm going to have to
0: go back and watch some of them. Like the Avengers, I watched the first one and the second one, and that's about it. I haven't even seen Civil War, which I know that's not an Avengers film. I think that's technically Captain America, but I haven't even seen Civil War yeah, or whatever Avengers either. film happened after that. So if we were to dive back into it, doesn't sound like you would mind rewatching the films, but it, there'd be a little bit that I'd have to watch to kind of get caught up on. One of them being, which in what no, I'm understood I've understood is some of the mm-hmm. some of the best, some of the fan favorites are the. Guardians of the Galaxy. I haven't seen either one. I tried watching them and I've just fallen asleep both yes. times. Uh, go ahead and roast me as much as you want online. What? I'm you gonna get roasted. Crazy. I know that. That's
1: <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, dude, you are crazy. You don't even have to be you don't even have to be a superhero fan. You don't even have to be a Marvel fan. That move those movies are just solid. Solid writing, solid storytelling. Man, character development. You You're not the only out. one that's
0: told me this, so I just uh, I don't know what it is. Yeah. The the two times I've tried to watch them, I've just I've I've fallen asleep. I think they released a second one on Netflix shortly after it came out of theaters, and the kids were excited about it because they had seen it with their mom. So I tried to check it out, try to get excited with them, and I'm just like, eh. Like it didn't keep it, it. It didn't keep keep my attention. Is what it didn't do. But that's again, it's. <laughs> I'm just not that into it, so call me a loser. That's fine. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> well, funny enough, I, same thing happened to me with Avatar. I I tried to. I went to the movie theater oh, yeah. to watch Avatar. Passed oh, really? out, dude. And I, I mean, it did. It didn't help that I snuck in some eggnog because <laughs> Christmas time. So that, it, <laughs> no joke, dude. True story. That eggnog put me out. Uh, but then I tried to rewatch it years later because I'm like, surely everybody loves these movies. They got to be the greatest thing ever, really, movie. It's going to be movies. But uh, so I thought, surely this is good. And I just didn't give it the time of day. And then I fell asleep. So
0: that film specifically, it's the theater experience. I watched it in 3D. Not sure if you went to a 3D showing, but the theater experience for that film makes that film as good as it was. I'm not saying it was bad. I watched yeah, it at home, but it's yeah. just not quite as good as it was when I saw it in theaters. And it's because of that theater experience, a the 3D experience, and just everything. Yeah. So, what I was going to ask you is in regards to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what's your favorite film?
1: Oh, uh, I think it's uh, Thor Ragnarok.
0: See, and I've heard so really, strong. really good things about it. Again, I've only seen the first mm-hmm. Thor, I need to go watch it. Uh, I've heard that yeah, that they, one uh, is one of the better films.
1: Yes, yeah. The other movies aren't. Uh, I actually recently started rewatching the Marvel movies with my kids, and we started with Thor, and we watched the first Thor, and it was actually pretty good from what I remember. Right. But Ragnarok is just on another level, man. The director and I mean the writers they they just evolved so much since the beginning of this whole thing started. Right.
0: Well, man, you're making me want to go back and try to watch some of these films. You're getting me a a little excited. I will be honest (laughs) because I watched a lot of them. I watched them all from the very beginning until I think Iron Man 3. And then Mm -hmm. it made me just not have faith in the Marvel Universe. And it's really because if you know Iron Man 3, what they did with The Mandalorian – if you know the comic book, that's not what The Mandalorian is. When I found out that that dude was an actor, I was furious. And it just made me lose all hope. So I don't know that I have a yeah. favorite film. I will say that is my least favorite film that I've seen thus far. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's where the downward spiral kind of came from. Where I'm like, Yeah, I'm kind of tired of this. It doesn't help that my ex-wife was a huge, huge fan of it either, and it reminded me of her. So, yeah,
1: it is ah, what it is. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure.
0: So do you? Um, so this is. So you said that this was the end of phase three. Do you know how many phases that they're doing? Do you know what their future plans are? And if so, do you like where they're going with things?
1: Well, no, they're they're planning phase four. Or I can't say planning. They're developing phase four. They don't do beyond that because I. What I bet is that they will keep this going as long as people are paying money, and as long as they're selling merchandise, selling movies, uh, as long as it's helping Disney Plus they will continue to make phases forever.
0: Right. So are you still invested in the product or is it like, Hey, since the Avenger part of it's over, I don't know that I'm going to keep on watching what they're doing.
1: No, I am most definitely excited about phase four. And um, I'm really bummed because of COVID-19. Everything's been pushed off, but there are some legit shows coming up on Disney plus that I'm stoked about. Uh, there are movies coming out that I'm stoked about, uh, including like black widow. I know they're going to do another guardians of the galaxy. They have, uh, Dr. Strange universe of madness. I think is what it's called multiverse of madness. Something like that. But there's all of phase four so far is impressive. I mean, I'm so excited about it.
0: And it sounds like, uh, the majority of it's going to be available on Disney plus.
1: All the, all the shows are going to be on Disney plus. Okay. Uh, but so, so, like, they're going to have a, like, Winter Soldier, like, Bucky and Falcon show. And at first, I wasn't excited about that until I started seeing some stuff on it. It looks really good. Uh, there's going to be a show uh, with Wanda. I wish I'm – what's her name? Wanda. She's the witch. going to Scarlet you? Witch. Oh, okay. Yeah, Scarlet Witch. So, Scarlet Witch and Vision, uh, because they're a couple – they're doing this show that's going to be played like a sitcom. And I'm like, how is this even going to work out? But it's going to be a sitcom show with those two. Well, that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. You know
0: how like a good sitcom, I might be into that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, dude, this is a, such an original idea. I have no idea how it's even going to look or feel. Uh, but surely it's going to be straight fire. I'm
0: like, So it, it sounds like it's either going to be gr- like awesome, it's going to be, like you said, tr- straight fire, or it's going to be straight garbage. So we'll just <laughs> –
1: Straight, straight fire, bro. Okay. Lean towards I, l- I fire. love your
0: confidence. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So um, we'll go ahead and move into current events. I'll start with this. I recently saw that the WWE has actually started doing layoffs and furloughs. They did a lot of their employees have been laid off. They did a lot of this last week. Um, so the question is, is how long do you think it'll be before major sports organizations start doing the same? meaning like NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB. I know currently we have the NFL is still going to be doing their NFL draft Thursday. Um, Mm -hmm. It's going to be all virtual. So everybody's going to be submitting things online, which is going to be interesting. But uh, do you think the other major sports organizations could start doing layoffs and furloughs?
1: I, I guarantee you they have already laid off people. Uh, When you think about the number of employees that are involved in, whether it's a team franchise or the entire league, there has to be employees already laid off from all levels. Like who's cleaning the who's cleaning the stadiums? Well, those employees, if they're considered full time employees, even if it's seasonal work, uh, full time employees, you have to give full time hours or or you have to pay them full time. And there is nobody who's going to pay employees uh, whenever they're trying to maintain their own you know, budgets and their own money. So there's already layoffs happening. Uh, what kind of layoffs are happening in the WWE? Like wrestlers? Mm,
0: um, there, there were some, some wrestlers. Now, the wrestlers that they mentioned weren't names that I recognized. But then again, I'm not a hardcore WWE fan. Um, so there were some, some wrestlers, but it sounded like they were more of the bottom tier. So, like, I would compare it mm-hmm. to UFC. It's a very similar organization. It's one large organization that basically employs a bunch of contract, uh, contracted employees. They have a bunch of subcontractors. So what I'm thinking is, so, like, with the UFC, they right. have roughly 500, um, 500 fighters on their roster. It'd be like them cutting part of that bottom 500. So, like, the 450 to 500 range. Is what, is what it made me think. Now, granted, like yeah. I said, I'm not a huge – I'm not a <clears throat> hardcore WWE fan, so there may have been – these guys may have been big names that I'm just not familiar with. But here lately, me and my son, me and Luke have been watching the WWE because we really don't have a whole lot else to do during these quarantine times. And even, I, even with what I've seen thus far, I haven't – I still haven't recognized these guys. So it sounds like they are part of the bottom tier but i do like what you're saying though it does make more sense for because mm-hmm. of the larger the, the big four sports organizations um they have each team is their own franchise it's their own their own company basically so it does make sense for them to be laying off people at the yeah. team level and it being so minor that it's not going to make the news so what you said makes make sense
1: yeah Yeah, definitely, man. Now, if they were to release, like, uh, I don't even know how it works in the major league sports, but if they were to release an entire team, uh, that would, that would be crazy. I I just, I just don't know, man. I think the only way WWE is getting the, the publicity or the news is kind of grabbing onto it. It's probably because they are releasing talent. It'll be like, like you said, like here are wrestlers that are on the payroll, And it's not like UFC where these are contract fighters where they get paid per fight. These people are just like paid actors. It's like, you're on our payroll. You're going to do at minimum X amount of matches. And then I'm sure they're just constantly paid salary anyways. Well, when that comes down to it, they're probably like, well, we need to do less shows. So we need less people on our payroll. So let's cut some of the bottom actors. And, uh, and that's why it's getting the news there. I can't imagine that working the same with any other major. No, and
0: and that makes week. perfect sense. Honestly, I didn't think about it too much, and it, what you're saying makes more sense than what I was coming up with. So, I I 100% agree with mm-hmm. you there. So,
1: man, do you know what's funny? I've been so ever since this COVID 19 thing happened. There's like all these buzzwords that like furlough terms that we never used before. Like I've never heard of social. Social distancing i've never heard before, but furlough is the new one right it, it is for me I, I have heard of I have heard of furlough before in terms of like in prison you have a family member that dies they'll give you you know they might give you furlough to be released just temporarily to go to a funeral
0: okay. but
1: it's like now it's being used like like it's the new buzzword of the day furlough instead of saying firing or laid off right <laughs> you know what I mean social distancing I need to create like a COVID-19 bingo game <laughs> or something or a drinking game it's a where drinking you game hear, yeah you hear one of these words and you have to take a drink sit and watch CNN right, and every ones.
0: time they say one of these words <laughs> yeah. you throw one back yeah no I I could see that could see you getting pretty hammered depending on what you're drinking
1: <laughs> yeah
0: all right awesome so um no, I got a couple of more current events here for you so I did realize. So the kids actually recently watched the newest Trolls. I think it's Trolls World Tour. Um, It's available right now Mm -hmm. for streaming. Now, from what I understood, this is one movie that was supposed to be released in theaters right around this time. Because of everything that's going on and people not being able to go to the movies, they released it on to actually stream. And it's not to actually buy, but you can rent it, and you rent it for three days for like twenty bucks. Now, normally a movie would be released on DVD or I would say Blu-ray or digital, digital streaming where you can actually buy it. And buying a film normally costs around 20 bucks. Do you think it's reasonable for some of these films to be to be released for just rent for the same price that you would normally buy it for?
1: Oh, wow. I can't believe that. I knew that they were going straight to like Renting straight to like streaming services, uh, even like Onward. I went and saw Onward in the theater right before this happened. It was pretty new, and now it's already on Disney Plus. Right. Uh, so I knew that they were doing that, but I did not know they were charging over $20 to rent. That's ridiculous. I don't know who's paying that. That's crazy. So
0: you got to think about it like this, though. So let's say, because if we go back to what we were talking about with system up and down, it's a matter of marketing and trying to make money essentially. So you saw right. Onward, Onward was able to be released in theaters. It was done released in theaters, and then maybe a week or so later it was released on Disney Plus. What happened? It went through its normal time, time frame in theaters. So it got the money that it needed out of theaters. Now, granted, it didn't get the time frame between that and the release to streaming or blu-ray that it normally gets to build that anticipation back up but it was already available so disney's like hey we already got our money off that let's just go ahead and release it try to help people out what i'm thinking yeah. here is so for instance trolls you and your family wants to go see trolls in theaters what are you gonna spend
1: well uh so first of all it didn't onward did not get its money worth it was released march 6th okay so it had like less than a month in theater. Uh because I don't even know when all this stuff started happening, but uh, but yeah, they definitely get their money's worth. But if I'm going to go to theaters, <clears throat> first of all, I'm going to go on the five dollar day. So <laughs> I would spend twenty dollars, no joke, dude. I I don't go to the movies except for on Tuesdays when it's five dollars a piece.
0: That nay, uh, you're in all those uh, senior citizens.
1: Nah, dude, <laughs> it's five dollars any any showing on Tuesdays, and uh, not even like Cinemark, but also the like movie bowling grill, they do it as well for five bucks. Oh, cool. So, if you want, so once they reopen up, go on Tuesday, dude. Everything else is a rip. <laughs> uh, so, I would spend $20, but it's also to get out of the house. To me, like to spend $20 to watch something on my TV in my living room, I can't see myself doing that. But I could see myself spending $20 to leave, spend a couple hours at the movies. It's like an experience. I'm willing to spend it then.
0: No, I mean I get it. It's like I said earlier with Avatar. It's that it's that theater experience that you kind of look forward to.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. even if
0: you buy the popcorn at home, try to make it that theater experience at home. It's just not the same. Now, for me, I did not know about Tuesdays, so I wasn't playing into the system of the into the hands of the system. I was being played <laughs> myself. Uh, yep. And for me, if it's just me and my two kids go, I mean. I'm spending more than twenty bucks on tickets, and then I'm buying popcorn, I'm buying a drink, I'm buying snacks. I'm spending fifty bucks that day,
1: e- easily, easy. And, <laughs> yeah, and that's easily. and that's probably
0: on the low end to go watch a movie. And granted, I do get a great experience, I do have a great time. So for me, I understand why they're doing that. Now, not everybody is. I did look into it, and I saw movies like Trolls and like The Invisible Man. There's a handful of others that are doing it, but I don't see anything wrong with it. I really don't. People are going to buy it. People are going to sit at home and say, hey, this is better than nothing. Is it unreasonable? I don't say, I wouldn't say it's unreasonable. It's just, it's a little odd to me.
1: Yeah, I would say in this day and age, normally it would be unreasonable. This day and age, people are going to pay it. So if there's a demand, you do it. And uh, the demand means that not only do people want to see the movie, but they're willing to pay the amount to see it. And I guarantee you tons of people have seen Trolls and uh, The Invisible Man. That movie, I've seen it, but not at the theater.
0: Was it it any good? I heard it is basically Kevin Bacon and Hollow Man all over again.
1: (laughs) Am I wrong? No way. Because I I loved Hollow
0: Man. Now granted, I haven't seen it. That's just (laughs) what I heard.
1: No, I haven't seen Hollow Man since I was a kid. I do remember seeing Kevin Bacon's genitals in that movie. Oh, no. But, <laughs> it's <laughs> funny how kid, that's all it you remember. <laughs> yeah, it's a kid that scarred me. But, uh, but it, this is a thriller, dude. This is a movie that's unlike any Invisible Man you've ever seen before. Uh, it's really good. You need to check it out.
0: Okay, I might do that. So another thing that I found here. So it's weird going online and cruising social media and seeing what people are doing with their time. So Mm -hmm. one of them here and tell me if you can see my screen.
1: Yeah, I can. I know exactly. This is Banksy here. I've seen this piece. So
0: are you familiar with Banksy? It sounds like,
1: Oh yeah. I love Banksy dude. Uh, So go ahead and explain it for,
0: for those people that aren't familiar with him.
1: With Banksy. Okay. So Banksy does street art and a lot of it's politically driven and a lot of it is silhouette characters. He uses like graffiti, but it's graffiti with with uh, stencils. So he de- designed stencils. And I actually met a guy probably about 10 years ago who does very similar art. And that's what got me into like knowing who Banksy was. Uh, okay. But you pretty much just, half of the art is cutting out the stencil and then you spray paint it. Right. You spray paint through it. Now, Banksy, he's famous for like taking it's illegal. He takes illegal, like goes and paints places like graffiti. And uh, he's famous because they're always really good and they're politically driven. Uh, but yeah, th- so the piece that you have here is uh, all these rats in a bathroom. It's a little bit outside of Banksy because he normally does it in the street. This looks like somebody's house. I think uh, he did really this at a home. Piece of artwork. Yeah, because the it would be better if he this, broke into someone's house.
0: <laughs> I mean it would be it would be more, <laughs> more like him for sure. Yeah. But from what I understand, uh his wife, like the post, because I saw this on Instagram, and the post was my wife hates it when I work at home. And then it's <laughs> all these rats like rummaging through the bathroom, like hanging on hanging on the mirror, peeing off the toilet and stuff. But he's he's a UK artist, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. he's most famous for, in my eyes, for two in particular pieces of artwork. One of them is like a little kid that's reaching out for a balloon. And the balloon is in the shape of a heart. And it's like she's reaching out for love, but there, she has nobody to love. Is essentially the message. Right. And then there's one of a kid that, which is really fitting for today, now that I think about it. The kid wearing a backwards hat and a, a scarf around his face, kind of like a face mask style. Looks like he's going to rob something, but it looks like he's throwing a Molotov cocktail, but instead of a Molotov cocktail, it is a bouquet of flowers.
1: Right. Yeah, he definitely does anti-war. Yeah. Anti-government. Right. Yeah, he does a lot of pieces, and man, there's a documentary that I saw a while back on, I think it's even on Netflix, but it's about the artwork that there's an underground market where people that own these pieces of, like, let's say that I own this store. And Banksy tags the side of my store. They go in and cut out the wall and sell it like in an art gallery for like quarter million, half a million dollars. Like, there's a huge market for Banksy pieces.
0: Yeah, he's got some really ridiculous stuff here. I mean, even in this in particular article, it talks about that there's stuff that was sold for twelve million.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, two point four
0: seven. I mean, it it, yeah. it depends on the supply and demand. I mean, that's the way it is with art. Is depending on what auction that you go to and who's there depends on what it's going to sell for. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's what it amounts to. And, and honestly, that's the way it is with any auction, not just art auctions. But yeah, no, did, I've, I didn't realize that they cut it directly off the wall. I mean, that makes a lot of sense because yeah. it's graffiti. How else are you going to get it at home, unless he does like a mm-hmm. replica of it, which I think I have seen some of that where he like he'll do it on canvas or if he's not doing it on canvas maybe it's fake stuff that people are getting on canvas but
1: i really no, like his arts. it's never it's never on canvas man it'll be a piece of wall a piece of fence something like that
0: oh so the stuff yeah. i have seen on canvas is is somebody faking it okay that makes sense
1: uh yeah, um, maybe or maybe i'm just wrong about it but yeah i i've never seen any pieces that weren't yeah. tagged this one though I'm honestly, I doubt this is really Banksy's house because this bathroom looks like trash, man. <laughs> <laughs> and Banksy, dude, there's theories out there on who he is. Like, uh, like I, I don't one. know that anybody knows, like, do they? They don't, but there's some strong theories out there that really align with it because, so you know the band Blur?
0: Yeah, they did song number yeah, two. Like,
1: Yes. So there's a theory that he's the lead singer of that band. Okay. And and there's really a lot of supporting evidence that shows that like whenever he whenever he happened to be in the US, there were some Banksy pieces popping up here in the US and stuff. So
0: Oh, what? Oh, man, that'd be super cool. Well, I mean, Blur is from the UK, so I mean, that does make sense. Oh, man, dude, that'd mm-hmm. be super cool. That'd be I like that theory. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and go with it. I don't care if it's real or not. I'm going to I'm going to run with <laughs> it. That's cool. Yeah. But speaking of art, I found an article that I thought was was really cool. A guy basically was buying – going to a thrift shop and buying just art. Buying just the, the art that you see in the back of Goodwill where it's just a, a house with some flowers mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. And he would put his own little spin on it and make them basically monsters. He would add funny monsters into it. So if you take a look at some of these here, like I, there's yeah. – one with a little red monster in the background. There's one that has like a little kraken on a boat. There's one where he makes these horses into crazy monsters. So, uh, yeah, I thought this was a really cool idea. I know that you're really into art. Um, is this something that you would be able to do if I were to buy some of these really cheap paintings?
1: Well, I'm not a good painter. That's the thing. I do like to draw, and I do try to paint. But when I look at these pieces, man, like people – it takes a lot of time and patience to put layer upon layer of acrylic down like that. Uh, I draw, I like to draw with like pencils and markers and, and don't, I don't, I get impatient, I guess. I don't put in the time that it would take to to look this nice.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, no, you're right with the layer on layer on layer where you're like, it's Mm -hmm. looks like crap until I'm done. (laughs) Right. Type kind of artwork.
1: I probably got about six different pieces right now that I started painting, but I'm not pleased with them. And they need like another, you know, few layers, another several hours on each one. And I just give up after a while. I get too impatient.
0: Oh, man. So I remember I gave you some some of those flat canvas pieces a while back. For you to paint me Mm -hmm. something, obviously you're still (laughs) sitting on it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am, but I do have one piece that I painted, uh, started painting, and it's pretty, I like it, but uh, next time you come over, I'll have to show you, I have it in my office, but it's like these clouds, and these clouds with like these electric lightning bolts coming out of them, Okay, but it's like, it looks like the face of a skull in the cloud, and the lightning is like coming out of the skull's mouth and eye socket.
0: Okay. Okay. I I feel yeah. I like that. I mean, that sounds, that sounds interesting. I know the, you have a painting of Nightcrawler and now that you talk about layers on layers, you basically mm-hmm. did do that the same way you would do with like markers.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's how I like to draw very flat. Uh, and honestly, I don't have the, the knowledge as well. Like I've never been taught how to paint. Uh, I just learn from what I see, but yeah. It, that one i look at that night picture and i'm like man it just needs like some highlights it needs some different lighting like it needs to come in with some li- so it light needs some, source
0: some depth is what it sounds like yes okay. yep i mean i don't mind it it's flat it looks like a i mean it's it's a good drawing it's a good painting but no i mean i understand what you're saying there's not a whole lot of texture in it
1: yeah no textures yeah. yep yeah
0: okay I mean,
1: but I, I wouldn't mind taking a painting class. And like, if I had the knowledge on what to do, I'd be more confident in
0: painting. Bro, with the way you do the YouTube videos, I'm surprised you haven't found one yet.
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> For sure.
0: But um, so look at this one. Is this what is this
1: Weezer one? Is this an album cover?
0: I'm not familiar with this album. It says uh, "I'm not Easter either." Three Return to Ithaca, which that's somewhere in New York. I, yeah, I'm not familiar with this album. Maybe it is an album. Yeah, maybe it's something new or that, that that they put out. I haven't seen some of their album art. You know, that's one of the things is when I was a kid, you'd buy the CD, you'd see the album art, you'd put it into your into your binder, so you'd always see the album art every time you went to go grab a CD. Uh, now that everything's digital, I don't pay attention to album art too much anymore, like I used to. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that honestly I think has, I miss. I missed that. Yeah, me too. Going through and looking at Al Mart, looking at the CDs, looking at the covers, and looking, reading the lyrics in the, in the little sleeves. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that kind of stuff. All right, so I got one more for you here. This one's going to be a little bit different. I saw this and I just thought it was interesting, so I thought I'd talk to you about it. There was an article put out recently regarding a guy that had put together, or there was a he put together a list of two-sentence horror stories that he found on a Reddit post. So there's a Reddit posting that said two-sentence horror stories. So there were a few of them that I wanted to highlight for you and kind of get your reaction on.
1: Okay, right. this sounds good. Are
0: you down for that?
1: I'm ready, man. Um, Let's we'll see if I can sleep tonight. Let's do this. All right.
0: So they're just two-sentence, so um, some of these are pretty good. Here's one of them where it says, I watched the monster's jagged claws inch slowly out from under the bed. I won't let him touch you again, I promised, it assured me, as my dad crept into the room.
1: Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? That just rocked my world, man. Uh, What? Right, come to find out it's not
0: the monster at all. The monster's protecting this person, yeah.
1: Right, man. It always you love, doesn't it? Yeah, that was good. Oh, that's man. Good stuff. Some of these I are no, really good. I had no idea what to expect. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. So this one here, this one's number four on this article. So um, it's been almost a decade since I saw m- my mother, and she still reminds me every day, if I misbehave again, that she will take my hearing, too.
1: Oh, woo! that's dark yeah pluck their eyes out or something. however Good. it
0: happened it makes me think yeah of, did you ever see the movie slumdog millionaire yeah that's what it makes me think of whenever they blind those kids to make them go out and like beg for money
1: oh i forgot about that yeah and that's There's the first thing stuff. i'm
0: thinking of oh man yeah so again i hope you can sleep tonight <laughs> mm. all right so next one here All my life, my parents have told me not to open the basement door, but I got curious and disobeyed them. What is that glowing ball in the sky, and why does it hurt my eyes?
1: Mm. So it's like the person's in the basement?
0: Yeah, the person was in the basement their entire life. They're finally escaping from the basement.
1: And they're told not to go into the basement though, right?
0: Or no, it just says not to open the basement door.
1: Oh, okay. I got you. Wow. They're in the basement. So they say,
0: don't open the door. Well, he fin- they finally open the door, and what do they see? They see the sun for the first time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good.
0: Been locked in their basement the entire life. Now, I'm going to say this. Reading all of these, some of them were good. Some of them were terrible. I'm highlighting the ones that I thought were really good. But every single one of these, an M. Night Shyamalan film. I'm telling you that right now.
1: Every <laughs> single one. Or. That one reminded me of Cloverfield. Like, have you seen that one Cloverfield movie where it's, where it's like
0: – it's all hand-filmed?
1: No, no, no. There's and It's like
0: the America's Godzilla?
1: No, not that one. That's the original one. Or are you one. thinking of 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yes, that one. Have you I seen have that? I have not seen it. Watch haven't it. I haven't seen it. Watch it, dude. That's good.
0: So it's got that same kind of locked-in-the-basement vibe?
1: Kind of, yeah. I mean, they have to be – I can tell you the story of it, I mean, without spoiling Yeah, yeah it. sure. So it's like, uh, it's kind of like in times, you don't know what's going on. They're having to lock up because it's the end of the world. And really the main guy, which is John Goodman, is like, he has a chick and a dude locked in his house and they're locked in because they can't go out because there's something happening out there that's like post-apocalyptic and they're like stored up in the house. So there's a lot of mystery to it on whether John Goodman is telling the truth or not. What's the backstory? How do these people end up in his house? Uh, it's really good stuff, though. You need to check it out.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I've heard good things about it. I want to say it's on on Netflix. I could be wrong, or on Hulu 1. I'll have to go uh, check it out. I've heard good things about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: it's good. It, it's, a, it's one of those movies that does a great job at, at cha- making you change your mind over and over. Like, you don't know what to believe.
0: Okay, so it's not predictable. It's not at all. Okay. It's not at all.
1: And then the very that's, end always has good. a great ending that, like, blows your mind, and you're like, wow, that was worth it all.
0: Okay. Okay, no, I, I like that. I like a little bit of a twist ending, which is what that sounds like it has. So I'll have to go check it out for sure. Um, so I just got a couple more of these on here for you. So this one here says, my family moved a lot when I was younger. Every time we saw a picture of me on a telephone pole, we would pack (laughs) it.
1: Yeah. I don't know why that one made me laugh.
0: (laughs) So when I read this the first time, I didn't understand it.
1: Yeah. Because, you know, they used to do like kind of like milk carton, like a missing kid. Right. Right. Yeah. But it's like, instead of is a telephone pole.
0: Well, right. But do you know why
1: this is significant? Yeah. Because they were actually not their real parents. They were kidnapped.
0: See, and I did not get that from the very beginning. Why did I not understand that? When I first read it, I was like lost. Like you, you caught that right from the beginning. I feel like an idiot.
1: Yeah, because that's how I got my kids, man. Oh, I, I, I get it. I get it. I'll tell people. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, I got it. I get them every time they, they see their picture or something and, you know, and Walmart, then I'm like, all right, time to move to the next town. So, my life. Oh, man. here. <laughs>
0: All right, so here's another one here. Just because I'm Jewish, my white Aryan neighbor keeps telling me to get out of the country before I get harmed. No matter how much he begs and pleads with me, I smile calmly and reassure him that it's 1937. People are more civilized nowadays, and this new Nazi party in power doesn't worry me.
1: What? Um, That one confuses me, and I don't even think that's two sentences. So,
0: I mean, technically it is. It's just, it's.
1: So he's a Jew. So he's a Jewish kid. Yeah. And his neighbors is white Aryan. Aryan is like not even like from like Nazi Germany. Like I think Aryan is. Well, maybe it is.
0: I don't know how that's significant. But what was significant to me is it was, they're Jewish. They're saying, hey, you're going to get harmed. And he's like, nah, man, don't worry about it. We're in the, we're 1937. Crime doesn't happen. The Nazi Party's going to take care of everything
1: oh okay so the jewish people were leaning in and like thinking that the
0: uh, that's in this in particular story yeah that
1: the german government was going to take care of them okay well that one that one yeah. went over my head
0: uh, okay all right sweet <laughs> one went over yours one went over mine right but yeah when i read this i go oh no man no the nazi party doesn't take care of you at all like you should be worried about these guys mm-hmm. should listen to this guy and get out of there just like he's telling you to right but he doesn't They're- Hopeful for things, I guess.
1: Okay. Yeah, just like all the people who – never mind. I don't want to go there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get political yeah, yeah, here. Oh, yeah, no, I got this, this, this isn't a political show. Come on now. All right, so I've just got one more here for you. we'll find the source of that smell, I assured the homeowner as I knelt down and wedged myself into the crawl space. But just as I saw a very familiar-looking uniform, and the gray of long dead flesh, I heard the floorboards being hammered back into place.
1: Ah, wow. So it's like the last person who went looking for that smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, okay. So, this is
0: weird to me because um, I'm in the process of buying a house, trying to close on one now. And it's the first house I'm going to be purchasing. So the whole experience was new to me, but... What it sounds like is the guy that's trying to buy the house is, oh, we'll find the source of that smell. I'll be the one to crawl down here. Mm-hmm. Nah, man, you hire somebody to crawl down there or you have you pay them to crawl down there. However you do, you don't crawl down there yourself. Right. Which, granted, this may be the inspector that's crawling down there. I mean, I guess that very well may be the case, but yeah. Now, this one kind of creeped me out because of the experience that I've had so far because uh, there was one... Like the, Because I've looked at a couple of houses, had a couple of houses inspected. The first one, the guy's like, oh, yeah, you know, went down to the crawl space and, take, and took a look at everything. He goes, ah, I figured if you weren't here by four, um, I'd just start yelling and eventually you'd be here and you'd help me out if I got stuck. And I'm like, well, that sounds terrifying. Like, <laughs> Way to make this super weird here, guy.
1: You're right.
0: <laughs> I guess that's the things that they have to worry about. I've heard that this particular guy doesn't like doing things by himself too much he likes things to overlap so if he's gonna have to crawl in a crawl space he wants somebody to meet him at the location he doesn't want to just send you an email I'm like I guess I kind of get that I mean what happens if for some reason you do get stuck <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah man that's crazy even getting in a crawl space but that story yeah, like that I'd be able to do it that story's kind of weird because it's like it's almost like the person asked him like hey there's some smell going on here and as the person went down there looking for it the they locked him up Like, they're like, right? so it's like you're luring somebody in just so that you can trap them in your floor space. That's weird.
0: Right, which makes me go, this, so these, all all of these two sentence stories leave me wanting more. This one leads me wanting more. I have all kinds of questions that aren't answered at the moment. Why are you doing this? Do you just leave them down there? Do you end up eating the bodies? Like, why do you just <laughs> hoard them? Do you just enjoy killing people? Like, right. it, I had so many questions that I'm like, I want to see the rest of the movie. <laughs> like, this is a thing where I feel that In Night Shyamalan could come out with like a a teaser trailer and it's literally somebody doing what we're doing right now, going through Reddit and going, oh, hey, oh, this story sounds cool. Reading it. And that's the teaser. Oh, yeah. And he ended up having the entire movie are already done. And I'm like, oh, man, you teased me so much. Where's mm-hmm. the rest of it?
1: Yeah. He's getting me. We need to make our own. Dragon. We need to write our own <laughs> short stories, man.
0: No, nah, man, I don't know how I ran across these. This was something that was published recently. And I'm just like, man, this one here was getting me going. A lot of these were kind of, they weren't as good. and didn't give me that, that kind of, oh, geez, what did I just read? Man, that's dark kind of feeling so i didn't highlight them but this these here i was like oh man just like you said i hope i'm able to sleep tonight
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah man that's not all, all i had today so like we had mentioned this is the first episode of dudes and Grooves. so we're gonna try to keep this going try to keep episodes coming out every wednesday if at all possible I did go ahead and set up some social media. So make sure to go online to both untapped and Instagram and follow us at underscore dudes and bruise. That's the word. And so dudes and bruise. Um, yeah. We'll be able to, we'll send out as much content as we can, but yeah, make sure to follow us like subscribe, let your buddies know about it. Let everybody know about it, so We can keep this thing going and we can keep having this, uh, these fun conversations right well i appreciate you guys
1: good stuff good stuff
0: indeed well this has been dudes and brews we're out of here